begin by just talking just for a moment about the, the power of music. You know, song and music is a very powerful thing. There have been lots of university studies that have gone on over the last decade that tell us all kinds of benefits of music. Well, what does music do? It provokes our memories. I mean, you ever been somewhere, you know, in an old song, maybe from your teenage years came up, maybe in a song you're a little embarrassed about today, but you begin to hear that and you felt like you were back there. Or maybe this morning, as we sang that old hymn that I've not sang in a long, long time, count your many blessings, name them one by one. You could visualize the church you grew up in and the whole spirit as you sang that song. Not as it provoked memories, but music also promotes healing. There have been studies done in hospitals across America that say if they would play calming music after surgery, that people would literally heal quicker. It even can contribute to cardiovascular health. A University of Maryland, a Dr. Mike Miller, did a study of, of heart patients and, and, and the effect that music can have on them. And here's a quotation. He says, when music is played, the inner lining of the blood vessels relaxes and it produces chemicals that are protective of the heart. That just music can help your heart be stronger. And for those of you who exercise, there are great studies that if you listen to music, you'll exercise harder. That actually listening to music while you're exercising makes you feel like the work you're doing is 10% less. Maybe that's my problem. I don't listen to music while I do it, all right? So there's all kinds of studies that say music has this effect. It's powerful. But here's the truth. We know this. It can be powerful either way. Music can be used for God or it can be used for evil. Music can bring peace in your life. Other kind of music can bring tension in your life. In fact, here's my favorite study that I could find. Guantanamo Bay, where we keep the terrorist prisoners. We tried to learn how to break them down. We tried to learn how to get them to confess what's going on. And one of the methods we've used is to play all kinds of music. And they finally found the song that would lead them to confess the most was the song you're about to listen to right now. I love you, you love me, we're a happy family with a great big hug and a kiss from me to you. Won't you say you okay, that's love that for you. me too? How many parents understand how that song will break you down? No doubt about that, all right? That's a, that's a true study. So music is powerful. Let me give you some quotations about the power of music. Let's even look at some secular people. Johnny Depp, the actor and musician, says, Music touches us emotionally where words can't alone. You've understood that, haven't you? Bono, the main vocalist of the rock band U2. Music can change the world because it can change people. And I really love this quotation. Shocked to hear him say this. The music that really turns me on is either running toward God or away from God. Both recognize the pivot that God is at the center of the jaunt. What's he saying? Music can drive us toward God or away from God. That's why we're really careful. We ought to be anyway about the things that we listen to and that we feed our soul. 
If you want a, a little bit maybe better uh, source for a quotation, listen to the reformer Martin Luther. The devil, the, or, the originator of sorrowful anxieties and restless troubles, flees before the sound of music almost as much as the word of God. Music is a gift and grace of God, not an invention of men. Thus it drives out the devil and makes people cheerful. You want a better source than Martin Luther? How about the Apostle Paul, Ephesians chapter 5? Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. You see, God understands the power of music. And that's why God's people have always been singing people. And that's why in the Bible, there's a whole book dedicated to songs. We call it the book of songs. What it literally means is the book of songs. And so we got 150 records of the way people pray and the way people praise God. It's a great variety. And we know historically that in the early church, the Psalms were the psalm book of the church because they express with music what we're not able to express with mere words. God, if, if words were powerful enough, we would just read the words. We wouldn't sing them. There's something incredible that happens. And so this morning, I want us to look at a, a psalm together. It's the 100th psalm. And it's, it's a very powerful psalm. It's a short one. But it's, uh, it's one I think that will help us this morning as we think about Thanksgiving. Right, let, let's read this psalm together. It's just, it's just five verses. Read it out loud with me. Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before Him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is He who has made us. And we are His. We are His people, the sheep of His pasture. Enter His gates with thanksgiving and His courts with praise. Give thanks to Him and praise His name. For the Lord is good. His love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. Now, if you're taking notes, write these things down. Because this will help you grasp this psalm a little bit better. First of all, notice that this is a song of thanksgiving. You might notice on the Psalms that most of the Psalms have a little descriptive note at the beginning of the Psalm. We don't know exactly when that was added. We do know they're very, very ancient. Often it might describe, you know, what David was doing when he wrote this Psalm. Often it would describe the import of the Psalm. This is the only Psalm in the Psalms that says it's a Psalm of thanksgiving. And so this one is specified as a great thanksgiving song. Notice also, I think you might pick this up as you read closely, is that this was sung when entering the temple. This was known as a song of ascension. As you went to the temple to worship a holy God, the temple was on top of a mountain. It's called the Temple Mount, still there in Jerusalem. And this was a procession song that was sung as you climbed the mountain. So it's a song preparing your hearts to enter 
the holy place of worship. And here's the, the major point I want you to notice this morning. It is about God, not circumstances. When we get to a psalm of thanksgiving, we might expect, well, everything's going on in my life is really good right now, and so I can give thanks. This psalm would tell us, you know what? That's not the only basis of thanksgiving. As you sang and reflected a few moments ago, count your many blessings. Some of you might think, you know what? Right now, when I just look at the circumstances of life, I don't see a lot of blessings to count. Financially, things are not in good place right now. My marriage is in trouble. Some of my children are not doing what I think they ought to be doing. You know, my health is suffering or the people I love are suffering. Or I just lost a loved one and now I'm supposed to go into this moment of incredible thanksgiving. Here's the good news this morning. It's not about circumstances. It is about God. You see, a lot of people, as we enter this holiday time of the year, let's be honest, a lot of people dread this time. Because the expectations are so high, you're going to go home and everything's going to be incredible. Or maybe you don't even really have a home to go to. Or you do go home and it's a disappointment. That's why if, if you just base it on circumstances, you may not be giving much thanks. I love some old quotations from some passed away comedians. Phyllis Diller said this, My cooking is so bad. My kids thought Thanksgiving was to commemorate Pearl Harbor. So maybe you go home and it's just that bad. I like Johnny Carson's line even better. Thanksgiving is an emotional holiday. People travel thousands of miles to be with people they only see once a year. And then they decide once a year is too often. Anybody feel that way? So, so maybe circumstances doesn't quite do it for you. Here's why this psalm is so important. This is why these five verses are packed. What they say is, no matter what the circumstances, you have this morning a foundation of thanksgiving. You have a reason to give thanks. And it may not be because everything's great. I like what one writer wrote, don't know the origin of this quotation, but speaking of music, it said this, I found that no matter what life throws at me, music softens the blow. And I visualize this psalmist, whoever he was who wrote this, that life is not going so well, that circumstances are not lining up, that he can't make a long list of count your blessings, finances and family and health is all good. But as he enters the Temple Mount, as he walks in the procession to the holy place of God, in five verses, he is able to pack the reason for thanksgiving. So now that we understand this psalm a little bit better, could we read it again? And could you watch closely as to what he is thankful for? Let's read again. Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before Him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is He who has made us. And we are His. We are His people. The sheep of His pasture. Enter His gates with thanksgiving and His courts with praise. Now, close to this. Give thanks to Him and praise His name. For the Lord is what? 
His love endures. His faithfulness continues. What a great psalm. Let me give you some reasons to be thankful. Some powerful reasons for thanksgiving. Number one, what God has done. That's what he talks about here. What God has done. You really, really could boil it down to two things. He has created us. And second, He has redeemed us. That's reason to be thankful. He's created us. He's redeemed us. You might put it this way. He's made us and He's remade us. I think as Christians, we discount the creation. Because of Calvary, we have the monumental reason to thank God. But if you really read the Old Testament... They didn't have Calvary yet, okay? And so what they thank God for as much as anything is the creation. Now, why is the creation so significant? You know, scientists continue to look out into the universe and the galaxies, and we can't get to the end of it. It's incredible. Billions of billions of universes, galaxies, unfathomable. Here's the incredible thing, that in the midst of all of this, on this small little planet in this insignificant solar system. Not even the biggest planet in the solar system. But on this little bitty planet, God Himself, the all-powerful God, decided to create us. He decided to create a being in this huge place that He could give Himself to, that He could love, that would love Him back, that He would have a relationship with. Gosh, that's incredible. It's reason for us to give thanks. But we know the story. The story goes bad. The creation rebels. The creation thumbs its nose at God. And that's why we like that next point. Not only did He create us, but He has redeemed us. We are His people. Even after we thumbed our nose at God, rejected God, rebelled against God, God came in. Oh, God came in, didn't He? He sent His Son. He sent His Son to redeem us. He sent His Son to live where we live. He came down to our level because we couldn't get up to His. And He is willing to live that perfect life. He's willing to die that awful death. So that now not only has God created us, He has also redeemed us. We are Him. We are His. So guys, one reason to praise God is simply to remember what He's done. In this vast, vast creation, He chose to specifically, specially, with a DNA that matches no one else who's ever lived on this globe, to create you. And why did He create you? Because He wants someone to give Himself to. And He wants you to give yourself back to Him. He wants a relationship. It's incredible. You say, buddy, I've, I've blown the relationship. I'm so selfish. I'm so sinful. I'm so unholy. Oh, here's the good news. The really good news. He still loves you. In fact, He's redeemed you. He has bought you back so you can be in that relationship. We thank God for what He's done. Second, we thank God for who He is. Because the foundation of thankfulness is the very character of Jesus. And character of God. Now understand, as we read this 100th Psalm, this is written before Jesus ever comes. That's what amazes me. He's able to write this. He doesn't know the very best news. 
He might have an idea that's coming, but he doesn't know how good things are really going to get. But he does know the character of God. And he gives us three qualities about God and who he is. First of all, he is good. You say, what's the big deal about that? Listen, most heathen gods were not good. You know, most of the competing gods with the God of Israel were selfish gods. They were fickle gods. They changed their mood. And when God changed his mood, watch out. He might just destroy a bunch of you. And so to say God was good was an amazing thing. That our God is not selfish. You, and, and old ancient gods, they might get in a fight. And the fight, you know, between two gods would end up obliterating people on the earth. But the God of the Bible was always good. Are we looking the Word of God? The creation of the earth was good. The law of God was good. The message of Jesus was called the good news. It was all good. So why can you give thanks? Because God is good. Now, second, God is loving. You know, we know lots of things about God. We can list lots and lots of attributes. But if you want to boil it down to the most important one of all, it would be what John says. God is love. You see, here's one thing you can build your life on. Is that God loves you. There might be a lot of people in your life, you're not so sure if they love you or not. But when it comes to God, you can absolutely know that He loves you. You can absolutely know that He's not about to back out. I love the wedding ceremony, you know, and the preacher's doing the vows with the groom, and he's going through the part, for better, for worse, for richer and poor, and sickness and health, all that. And the bride gets a little bit nervous and says, would you hold back? You might just talk him out of it. And sometimes that's the way we are. You know what? We can be talked out of our love. Here's the cool thing about God. He can't be talked out of it. He has forever decided to love you. And you cannot do anything that would make him love you any more or love you any less. You say, buddy, how do you know that? I know it first of all because the Bible says it. God is love. I know it also because God demonstrated it. Listen to me, guys. I don't understand everything about God. I can't answer every question you have about what God does in the Bible or He doesn't do. But here's what I do believe beyond a shadow of a doubt. Because of the cross of Jesus Christ, I know He loves me. Again, you can't answer all the questions, but the cross proves beyond all doubt, beyond all question, that God cares about us, that He loves us, that it's a self-sacrificial love. And so God is loving. And then one more attribute and quality of God. He is faithful. What's that mean? He's true. He's unchanging. Now listen, we need to hear that this morning, don't we? Have you noticed how much the world's changing? I mean, it's changing constantly. A writer wrote a book a few years ago called Future Shock. And what he basically said in that book, if you've read it, is that the pace of change on the globe has quickened. Things change faster and faster and faster. Those of you who lived, those of us who lived across decades, we understand that. 
It is getting faster and faster. Some change is good, some change is bad. But it's changing. And that's why we've got to understand the faithfulness of God. Because the faithfulness of God says, in this world where everything is changing around us, God Himself is unchanging. You see, possibly what makes entering this holiday season difficult for you is because something is different than it was last year. The parent you love is gone. The marriage that you thought would last all of your life was dissolved. The children you never anticipated leaving home have left home. The baby you wanted never came. And it's all changing. And so in the midst of this, what we must understand is that God is unchanging. I love this passage. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 13. If we are faithless, He remains faithful. For He cannot disown Himself. I like what the contemporary English version says there. He cannot deny who He is. Listen to me. You want to know who God is? You want a foundation of a life and of thanksgiving? God is good. God is loving. He's faithful. He's unchanging. One of my favorite Christian artist is Matt Redmond. And uh, one song I love that he has written and that he sings is called Never Once. In the midst of the song, here's the chorus. Our hearts can say, never once did we walk alone. Never once did you leave us on our own. You are faithful, God. You are faithful. And then his response to that is so wonderful. Every step we are breathing in your grace, evermore we'll be breathing out your praise. We're breathing in your grace. We're breathing out your praise. Why? Because never once, never once did he leave you alone. Now listen to me. When we understand this, if we grasp this psalm, that all of those incredible descriptions in Psalms 100 of how we come to worship and what we do become easy. We begin to worship God with gladness because we know who He is. We, need, we begin to come before Him with joyful songs because we know what He's done. We enter His gates with thanksgiving. We enter His courts with praise. We give thanks and we praise His name. I love the story of this missionary. He went into a, a tribe in Africa and he served them and he led them to the Lord. But there was something really weird about the language of this tribe. They did not have the word thank you. It just it wasn't in their vocabulary. But here's a word they did have. I will tell your name. So out of appreciation, they didn't know how to say thank you. But they did know how to tell the missionary, we're going to tell your name. And my friends, as we get to a point of thanksgiving, as we understand this song, it's about telling God's name. It's about praising God, even in the midst of circumstances that don't look so good. In fact, to me, the word in the, the psalm that stands out the biggest to me is the first word. This guy says, a powerful response to who God is and what God has done is to shout. 
The, the little word there, to shout, means to break forth, to, to burst. It, it's this person, you know, who's walking up to this temple mount, and life circumstances may not be so wonderful, but they begin to remember who God is and what God has done. And they enter the worship of God. It is not some laid-back kind of thing. It's expressive. They come, and they're so full of it. No worship leader has to manipulate them. No preacher has to push them. They just come before God, and they shout. My friends, are you that full of God? That you got to shout. You see, listen, God, we, we know how to do this. We, we, we do know how to burst forth in celebration, don't we? Now I'm about to show a little clip of myself, quite frankly, that is really embarrassing, okay? But I want to go ahead and show this to you because my friend Tim Lee is showing it to everybody he knows, all right? In fact, he showed it in the RSVP class just the other night. Did some of you see it? Is it embarrassing or what? Thank you. All right, thank you very much. Funny is a better word than embarrassing. But I love the way Tim set it up. He goes before the class. He says, I just love my friend Buddy. He's such a wonderful guy. And he's this great preacher here at Landmark. And he does it. And the other day, we had this baptism. And I want you to see his reaction. Now watch it, okay? Okay. I am so sorry. I want to thank the Academy. Uh, uh, <laughs> I want to thank my co-star, Lincoln Bell, supporting act actor Howard Todd, and producer, who I'm still mad at, Kevin Temple, who secretly taped that on me. Now you say, when did that happen, buddy? Well, that happened, you probably could tell me, can't you? O on the touchdown drive, you know, the LSU game. Now, let me say this, though. Life has a good way of putting you into place, doesn't it? Because look at the headlines of the paper the next week. Texas A&M beats number one Alabama. So one week later, we're brought down. Now, let me tell you where I was one week later. This is what really made this for real for me. I was preaching last Saturday night in Parker's Verge, West Virginia. It had been an incredible weekend. been preaching Friday night, all morning Saturday. We're preaching that night. I'm sitting on the front row preparing to preach. And my cell phone's beside me. And my daughter Laura's texting me the score as it goes on. I'm, I'm sorry, I'll tell you. It's, it's going on. And all of a sudden, it's like, we're on the five-yard line, Daddy. We're about to win. Next text. Interception. It's over. <laughs> so I'm sitting there remembering my celebration from the Saturday night before. And I'm sitting there thinking, is this going to affect you? <laughs> I mean, you've got to get up and preach. I don't want to be hellfire and brimstone. You know what I'm talking about? I saved the worship order from that night because it, it was so powerful, the songs that we were singing. And in the midst of it, I thought, you know what? If you let this affect you, that says something really bad about you. I mean, now you're in the middle of praising, and it was a great worship service. I mean, we've been having great services all weekend. And I'm about to get up and really just preach the gospel. And we're singing songs like, Shout Hallelujah, Arms of Love, I Need Thee Every Hour, 
That's why we praise Him. And so I'm sitting here thinking, you know, buddy, what are you going to do in this moment? And it was such an incredible revelation to be able to go, you know what? That stuff really doesn't matter. What matters is who God is and what God has done. And if I can go that crazy back then, can I not change my mood quick enough right now to praise the Lord? And I'm going to tell you, He blessed me and taught me a lesson. Here's what I want to say to us, guys. We know how to shout. We know how to celebrate. The question is, are we shouting and celebrating the things that really matter? Here's the good news from our message this morning. The good news is that when you know, you know what God has done. And you know who God is. It changes everything. This morning, let me talk to you just a moment. Maybe you're here today and you've never surrendered your life to Jesus Christ. Listen, if you knew who He is and you knew what He's done for you, you couldn't run down this aisle fast enough. You might stand up right now and shout because you don't want to get away from Him. Because I'm telling you guys, everything else about life is going to change on you. Everything else is unstable. But the one thing that is stable, the one thing you can always give thanks for, is a God who is good, who is loving, and who is faithful, who never changes. And so this morning, if you know about Him, I don't care what else is going on in your life. You may want to surrender your life to Him today. Or maybe today, what you need to do, what you need to do, is your life has been diverted by other things. And you got so into something. You put so much faith into something for your joy. Something as silly as football. Something as silly as my marriage was going to be perfect. Something as silly as that my job was going to go well. Something as silly as that all my circumstances were... And it just hadn't worked out that way. So why don't you decide today to build your life on the foundation of what God has done and who God is. And when you do that, you can shout. Amen. Let's stand together and sing.